Hello everyone and welcome to episode 142 of the Rotten Reviews Podcast where we're going to be talking about and watching uh, Gamera vs. Gaios from 1967. But before we get that started, I hope you guys are all having a good day or evening or afternoon, depending on whenever you're listening to this podcast and I appreciate you guys for stopping back in. Uh, we're just going to do a little bit of business beforehand before we get into this podcast. Um, as always, I want to just promote my other channels i'm doing find me on all social medias at type and sign twitter instagram facebook but the main thing that we've been pushing for the longest time now which i feel like a broken record by saying it again at the beginning of this podcast and i probably mentioned at the end of the podcast is the youtube channel we're working on that a lot trying to get like almost daily shorts out we have the weekly gaming video coming out every wednesday and then i have the backlog of uh, podcast episodes going up on there as well uh, there's no like full-on video of me recording the podcast and whatnot but is at least up there for you guys to check it out if you want to and i would really appreciate it if you do i'm going to hopefully get a, a setup of some sort um for recording live podcasts like having actual video and whatnot i right now i just don't really think my space is set up for that uh you know you can see a bunch of artwork and books in the background but that's nothing uh, fancy or important so we'll see we'll try and get things set up here uh maybe do some live streams and whatnot that's another thing i want to do i've been streaming a little bit on twitch not nothing like crazy or anything by any means but i have been working on the twitch channel a little bit and uh hopefully we'll get that all running i would love to do content pretty much almost every day of the week but we will see how that goes because artwork takes a lot of time work takes a lot of time being a father and everything takes a lot of time and yeah it's it's time consuming as everyone knows being an adult it's so much fun can we go back to 90s when like saturday morning kids you know just sitting in front of tv with some oatmeal pancakes whatever it is just watching cartoons and having some fun watching some old commercials i love to go back to that time uh but then again i didn't have bills bills suck not the football team i like the football team i'm i'm a bills fan for the little bit of football that i do still watch um but yeah i'm rambling as always but you know we're gonna get right into the movie at hand that we're watching for our uh kaiju month like i said it's gamma versus gaios it's from 1967 i believe was the correct date it's a horror sci-fi for an hour and 27 minutes you can watch it free on youtube so as always before we do get in the podcast if you guys haven't watched this if you want to pause this podcast now and go watch it for free you're more than welcome to but i hope you will come back because we do need you here i like the listenership and i appreciate everyone who's been listening to the podcast we still have a weird number 
number of new listeners for some reason so hopefully you guys will all stick around i appreciate it very very much and yeah this movie has a 5 out of 10 on imdb and a 305 on letterbox 79 percent of google users like this movie a release date was march 15th of 1967 in japan was directed by i'm gonna butcher it uh near yaki yuza uh who's passed away in 2004 but he also did gamera the giant monster from 1965 and gamera versus virus from 1968 he also did 22 episodes of ultraman 80 from 1980 to 81 which i have to hunt that down and find that because i'm a big ultraman fan um i i want to watch it so uh, of course he did a bunch of other um camera stuff and also a tv series for one episode called iron king which i'm not sure what that is but i'll probably venture into that too because it looks like an ultraman ripoff we'll see I, I like that kind of stuff i'm all for the weird stuff and you know i got lots of free time tomorrow so maybe we'll dip into some other stuff maybe make some extra content we'll see uh, but the quick synopsis on uh indb is volcanic activity unleashes a bloodthirsty monster called gaios that Gamera must confront. All right, well, I guess we're done with that part, eh? The, the, my true Canadian self just came out. I just said, A. Hey. I don't think I've said that on a podcast episode before. Uh, somebody wrote the storyline, though, on IMDb as well. Uh, Gamera's back and just in time to save Japan from Gaios, which is spelled a totally different way. A mysterious bat-like creature awakened by a, a volcanic eruption. As in the first Gamera movie, a young boy establishes an emotional link with Gamera, and the two work together with the help of the world's world scientists to put the end of guile's violent rampage okay so the end of that got a little stupid but it's fine trivia this is the first film in which gamera bleeds spoiler i guess right and out of that there's nothing really on this on indb uh nothing at all so i guess that means we should probably just get into our episode at hand which is the reason why you guys are here you're not here to listen to me ramble about other certain stuff but so like i said before uh if you guys haven't watched this feel free to pause this at this point in time and then come back you know after an hour and 27 minutes because you want to listen to me talk about the same thing you just watched it makes sense right uh and yeah we're gonna get right into the movie at hand presents saturday night at the movies the television series which each week brings you the finest in recent motion pictures. Tonight... Return of the Giant Monsters. Return of the Giant Monsters. monsters also like i i know before i used to also talk about the box office numbers and whatnot but if it doesn't say it right when i'm looking it up i usually don't dig any further because i'm probably going to be wrong because there's different systems that show different things so if you guys want me to do a more deeper dive into the movie let me know and i'll definitely be considering it because uh, i just want to do stuff that you guys enjoy i'm doing this all for you guys because you guys enjoy coming back and listening to me talk about it for some reason i don't know why yet i probably never will know why but that's fine 
I just appreciate you guys being around. And as always, I'll probably butcher the names, so I probably won't try to say the names too much. So hopefully this will all make sense. Uh, that's my issue with the Kaiju month, is I don't know how to pronounce some of these names, and it's killing me, because I feel stupid enough as it is. But looking at some of these names, it's like, oh, well, there's no way in hell I'm pronouncing that. But yeah, the movie just pretty much starts with an eruption of the volcano, like they, the mention was going to. You know, then there's just a warning going out about tidal waves and aerial issues with the planes going overhead and the navy ships and whatnot we just hear the warning symptom going off and then there's apparently another volcano eruption as well that's happening at the exact same point in time let me see a car full of what i assume is scientists showing up at this uh building to check out the earthquake signs and whatnot looking at like the gyrometer or whatever it might be called uh, i'm not sure the technical term because I never am. But yeah, we see a bunch of the scientists getting ready to have a like a press conference to discuss the volcano eruptions and everything that's happening with the area. Oh, sorry. It's a seismograph. They actually mentioned it in the movie. So it's a seismograph they're looking at. And they're mentioning how amazing and big it was because it was quite an impressive uh, volcano. And it's talking about the islands that were caused or the main cause of it also the dubbing on this is very weird because the one guy's voice that's in the press conference sounds like a little boy but it's clearly an adult but you know whatever it is what it is let me see a shot of the volcano this is erupting yet again we see the lava going flying all over the place as it's just shooting straight up in the sky because that's what volcanoes do right it looks like a freaking missile going right in, up into the sky then we kind of just pan off on that little shot as we see the magma slowly coming down the volcano and then we see a people in this little village somewhere all running to get like a closer view of it with their flashlights even though the flashlights aren't on and it's just the family and whatnot in the village just looking up like oh sure hope nothing bad happens then we see our little kid uh this is a kid that has a connection with camera and we see camera flying through the sky it's flying around like a spaceship which i didn't understand uh, it looks like it has like flares coming out the side of it but then everyone's like ah we should go home now that's when we then see uh camera popping up coming out of the volcano and then we see the japanese font and everything coming up on the screen which i think looks really cool i've always mentioned i've always been a big fan of that kind of style and the look and everything i like the non you know mainstream culture of things if that makes any sense and then we just see gamera i guess sucking it looks like he's sucking up the lava but he might be trying to put it out with fire which doesn't make sense but i it looks like he's feeding off it to be honest with you then we just see him flopping up the volcano just beside it while the intro credits are all rolling which can't read any of it because it's in uh, kanji so uh we're just not gonna attempt to do any of that kind of stuff and then we see uh the whole press conference happening the next day which i'm stupid because i didn't remember or maybe i forgot altogether that gamma's uh, attracted to lava and heat so he was actually feeding on the lava like i thought he was but i thought maybe it was just a really bad shot for the, the time period but yeah i i had no idea i forgot that the camera feeds off of lava and heat sources you know it's been a while i haven't watched these since i was a kid so so I fully expect not to remember anything of these movies. That's why I'm revisiting them. I thought it'd be a fun uh, podcast month. Let me see this like office here where they're having a business meeting where this fancy guy stands up saying how everyone's watching what the business is about to do and how they want to put on like a good show for everyone to know that they're doing the right thing. But I guess they're building like a highway or something through the area. And I guess there's a bunch of villages in the area that don't want to, you know, have the highway going through them because it's probably going to destroy the whole village. And then the guy's pretty much like, well, we're just going to build a highway anyway, so screw them. And the fancy guy that owns the business is calling the foreman Shiro Tsumi, I believe, who's 
in charge of trying to get the villages to you know evacuate the area so that the road can go through and apparently he's not doing a good enough job because the guy's pretty pissed off on him he's like you know if you don't do your job you're gonna be fired and there's no questions about it because we gotta build our road through this little town because why not we're not going around it to assume he also mentions like you know is it a little bit dangerous that there's volcanoes erupting right now and we're near a volcano so can't this road maybe take a little little five minute break so we don't die while trying to build a road and trying to get a little village you know to leave their home let me see this big helicopter flying over the area and then they it's full of people it's full of reporters or scientists i'm not too sure but there's a different color area they're flying over and then laser beams start coming out towards the helicopter and then we just see the helicopter as like a toy just sitting there and the laser beam literally cuts right in half and we just see it splitting a half while people are falling out it's not falling out of the air at all it just looks like it's been separated and people are falling out of it and then we see the helicopter slowly start to fall afterwards which you know practical effects it's great miniatures and whatnot all fun stuff. And then we see like the main police officer who's being questioned by some uh, reporters who has, he has no answers for them whatsoever. He's like, I got nothing for you right now. You know, we're just gonna have to wait it out and see what's uh, going on, what's happening. And then he just says, you know, I got no further comment until the uh, zoologist makes a report on it. And we'll go from there after he makes a report and see what, what happens. Then we cut back to that road crew who's supposed to be trying to clear out the village. And then the whole village kind of gets together and starts riding towards the road crew to be like, yeah, you're not, you're not putting your road for your village. You're not at all. We're going to kill you. And we're going to be cannibals. Uh, they don't mention about being cannibals. but And then uh, Tasumi shows up. He's like, you know what? We can sell this. Let's not hurt anyone. Let's, uh, let's all be civil. And let's get this all situated and figured out. And we'll go from there. Okay, guys? Let's not kill anybody. Please. And then this girl rides in on a bicycle be like, just stop. Stop it. Stop yelling. Stop trying to cause issues. And she's talking to the villagers, pretty much telling them, like, you know, you guys got issues. Just relax. We'll we'll figure this out. And we see a bunch of the uh, villagers talking to, like, the wise one of the village and filling him in that the road crew's starting to do work again. He's just, he's not too happy about it. He's not saying anything really bad about it, but you can clearly tell by the expression on his face. He's not happy about it one, one bit not happy at all let me see the girl on the bicycle pushing her bike by as she's listening to them talk to the wise man and she doesn't give two shits kind of she kind of just goes off and starts to undo her basket on her bike because maybe she's a delivery person i don't know then we cut and see the road crew uh unloading some of their vehicles and getting their supplies all out and right i'm not sure if they're starting on the next section of the road or what they're doing and then randomly we see them cutting through the, the bushes a little bit and then they get to another area and like what the hell happened it looks like a hurricane came through our uh, our little you know workspace where you know they probably had like a building set up with all their supplies and everything has been destroyed so they probably think it's the villagers that's done it to them and then to assume he's like yeah probably was the villagers and he's the foreman he's like but you know we could probably expect this to keep happening until we come to agreement with the village down below but you know yes with this let's just clean our crap up and get back to work i guess and then one of the villagers is like what or not what villagers one of the uh the workers for the road crew is like what's that he's pointing up in the mountain area and we see this green light coming out of the mountain a bit and we see like various structures of where the the road's gonna go it's kind of like a highway going through by the looks of it because there's giant pillars and whatnot and then everyone gathers around to look at the green light he's like Hmm, what's that and then they think that there might be like gold or something in the mountains so that's why the villagers are fighting so much to keep the road crew out of the mountains because they think they're trying to keep their gold to themselves and uh, Tsumi's like mop 
doesn't matter. The uh, expressway is going to go through these mountains anyways, so we're just going to do it anyways. We see like this reporter guy in the woods who's videotaping the like green light coming through, and then our little boy character who's probably like one of the mains who has a connection with camera. He's pretty much wanting the guy to go away because the guy, you know, you're just here because you're you know against the the, the expressway coming in, and then the guy's like, well, is there an easier way to get onto that other side? He's like, nah, nah, I don't want to talk to you. You're you're douche. And then he starts mentioning about Gamera, and they start talking and whatnot about that. And then we just see them cutting to walking up the hill some more as the little boy's leading him along the way. I'm not sure why. I don't know why you want to help him out, but it is what it is. And then the guy's like, why are all these big trees knocked over? Because, like, I don't know. I'm just a kid. What do you want me to do? I don't know anything about forestry. Next thing you know, the guy's like, look, boy, up in the woods. And then we see we're much, much closer to the green light coming out of the cave. And he's like, do you, to the boy, like, do you know what it is? He's like, no, I don't know. So we're like, mm, well, let's get closer and let's go take a better look at it and see if we can figure out what the green light is. Because that's always safe. And then that guy's like, does it always shine like that? And the boy's like, well, this is the first time I've ever seen it, so I don't know if it does. Even though he just mentioned before and that he doesn't know what it is. So why are you asking him any more questions, Bill? Because it doesn't make sense. And then the guy's like, boy, you ever been in there? He's like, no, but you know, we're here, so we might as well go explore it, because why not? He guy's like, all right, well, I guess so. So the man's having the boy go first. He's like, so is it safe? Be careful. And the boy just keeps going on, walking closer and closer, farther into the cave where the light's getting brighter and brighter. And I don't think the boy cares anyways. He's got a connection with Gamera. But then this weird-ass bat scares him. Just like a normal bat, but the screech is really loud. And it's like, oh my, what's that? It's just bat guys. You're in a cave. What do you expect? It's a bat. It's not Batman, but it's a bat. Then this big gust of wind comes through, and the guy's like, hmm, that's weird. Must mean there's another opening somewhere in the cave. And then they kind of duck down a little bit, and we see the the ceiling starting to crumble a bit, and the rocks are starting to fall down. It's like, I don't know if this is such a safe thing to do. The boy's up against the wall, and then the guy just starts running away, scared. And we find a little boy stuck up against the wall. He's like, I'm too scared. And the old guy's like, you know what? I'm out of here. You're on your own, kid. Uh, call Gamera for help. Something. I, I'm not I'm not sticking around. And he literally books it right out of the cave, and he's just watching the, the stones come crumbling down. You know, he's like, I saved myself. I'm not too worried about the kid, though, so. It's not my kid. It's not like I'm supposed to be babysitting him or anything. But then the guy starts going up in the air because he's standing on something he probably shouldn't be standing on. <laughs> And then we see this really bad uh, prosthetic of some sort or model sculpture head. And I'm assuming it's supposed to be Gaios. It could have been Gamera. I couldn't tell from the angle because it's so close to the screen. It's so far into the face and you just see the teeth and like the eye and a little bit of the mouth moving. And that's all you see. So I'm not sure what it's supposed to be. But it also looks like it made out like paper paper ceramics kind of thing. It doesn't look that great. Maybe it's made out of foam. That foam probably would have been the better answer. But paper mache works too ceramics whatever but then we see the boy running through the cave as we see these rocks starting to crumble down and he's like i gotta get out here he finally makes it out of the cave and we see like the grass moving a bit and he just hears something flying in the sky then we just see him hiding behind some like trees and stuff and then we see a head coming out of the crevice where the green light's coming out of because now it's like a, a quarry almost and it's the bat creature Gaios. Which I believe was supposed to be the guy that the creature that took away the other guy because it kind of has the same triangle looking face. But then some rocks are falling down and the little boy's leg gets pinned and he's kind of just like hiding and he's kind of screaming for help as uh, Gaios is looking down at him. And we, we just see him like slowly walking like a bat towards the kid and grabbing the kid with these weird ass claws. But it doesn't look like he wants to eat him. You know, maybe just, you know, wants to help move the rocks away. Maybe make it a little nest for him. Maybe make him a little buddy. But then we hear the music 
music starting to pick up more and there's some other sounds and then the other grass starts to fall down and then we see Gamera coming for the rescue and now the kid's all excited he's like hey it's Gamera yay I'm not gonna die hopefully unless they fight on top of me and crush me but that's besides the point and then the kid's fighting off the claws of uh Gaios as he's trying to like pick him up kind of thing and uh Tasumi and the, the road crew come up and they're like oh my god he's gonna kill that poor child as we then see uh the kid is now in Gaios's hand as he tries to like walk or fly away i'm not really too sure like the wings are kind of trying to flap a little bit but he also just looks like he's doing this i just poop myself kind of walk as uh, him and gamer are having a standoff on either sides of the little valley area and then we find out that the little boy is the headmaster's grandson apparently uh i'm i didn't i knew that i mean i didn't know that i mean yeah i had no idea dub movies they're hard okay but then we just see uh gamer walking around on all on his back legs just you know screaming wailing his arms around and then we see Gaios shooting lasers out and he actually cuts uh Gamera's one arm and we see what is supposed to be blood but it just looks like a water stream coming out of like a dark blue liquid it's not a blood liquid by any means but yeah uh, yeah this laser beam uh, keeps hitting him just in the same damn spot and then eventually Gamera just falls over and he's like ow oh, i'm taking a nap now you're mean you got laser beams and then Gamera goes back into his shell and does this little like red shell attack on Gaios and hits him in the chest and the little boy goes flying but i'm not sure like if he's flying really far away or just you know down a couple feet and then uh gamma come pops out of the shell and starts doing his you know flame breath attack and you know tries to roast uh Gaios, which is just making Gaios retreat a little bit i'm not sure how there's not forest fire at this point in time because they're fighting on the hills where there's a bunch of trees but you know it's not a big deal but then we see uh the little boy is in i think i can't tell he's either in gaios's claw or he's in um gamma's claw but then we see he is in gamma's claw because somehow gamma is able to like reach around his back and put the little boy on his back shell i don't know how the, the way the hand was doesn't make sense but then we see uh, gamma back in his shell form as a uh, blue flame start coming out of every crevice and he flies away like the ufo ship makes sense right yeah it does totally does and the whole road crew's just looking on like oh oh what's going on and then we see the little boy on the back of gamma's shell just being like ha this is fun then the road crew goes to run to the village to talk to him and the village is like i don't want anything to do he's like it's got nothing to do with the road right at this point in time little kid is on the back of gamma and gamma's flying away and they're like oh crap we should probably do something about that at this point in time i find out the kid's name is ichi or aichi i don't know how to say it i'm listening to them say it but i can't say it the same way uh, because they keep yelling it because apparently grandma's in like this little, almost this little city or town area where he's looking at various buildings and they're yelling up for the kid and he, we just see him crawling on the back of uh, Gamera's shell and they're like don't move it's dangerous it's like well he's already on the back of him so of course it's going to be dangerous what's the worst that's going to happen he's going to fall a couple fl floors and you know hopefully one of you guys can catch him because you know why not but then it's uh, Tasumi who's walking up or actually I thought he was going to walk up this crane system but he's actually walking up or using uh what looks to be an elevator but on the other sense it looks like it's like a fair ride where the cart's just going up so i'm not sure which one it is but it looks more like a fair ride at this point in time but it started out like an elevator so he gets up to the, the same level as gamma he's like i can't reach and then gamma's like okay fine i'll move my shell closer and they, they get the ichi back ichi and then they, they finally all get back on the ground it's like okay you're safe now for now, at least. Let me see uh, Ichi back on the ground with all the other people. And Gamera is flying all away. And he's like, see you later, Gamera. Thanks for the ride, buddy. Thank you for saving my life again. And then reporters all come over and start, you know, questioning him and stuff. He's like, I just want to go home and eat some Twinkie. 
piece probably and just relax a little bit may may play like you know video games that aren't created yet and then ichi is in like this room with a bunch of other military people like the grandmaster and some other stuff and ichi's like you know uh Gaius had like this green laser and kept hitting gamma's hand and almost tried to cut it off and he's like ichi's like it's a bird and then one of the scientists guys like ah, nothing like this has ever been seen by human eyes i'm like well you can deal with gamma and apparently that's been seen before so why is a new monster really that big of a deal you know anything could be living underneath the ground somewhere resting right and then the uh, scientist guy is talking about the supersonic ray that apparently is so strong that it goes past the human ear and apparently he wants to use that to attack the monster because he thinks of the hearing of the monster is going to you know be strong enough to affect them i guess and he believes that Gaius has supersonic waves as well even though i haven't seen him use the supersonic waves uh maybe i was just oblivious maybe that the lightning bolt laser thing is supposed to be supersonic rays i don't know fun fact according to the scientists though apparently Gaius is supposed to have a, a fourth throat for just creating his supersonic waves if that makes sense what does he do with that or two throats and then they're planning to attack Gaius from the back because apparently he doesn't move that much and they're hoping by attacking him by the from the back they'll avoid his death ray is what they're calling it now because even though he hasn't used anyone that used it to kill anyone but yeah we'll call it death ray anyways the scientists like you know no matter what even for science we must destroy Gaius because that's the best thing to do because we can't sit around and wait for it to do attack a big city we must just you know deal with the problem now and get it done with let me see ichi and the, the rest of the people watching from this building which apparently has a great view of the mountain where Gaios comes out of because we see the green light still coming out of that mountain and then we see these fighter jets trying to bomb the area but then we see Gaios's laser beam coming out and just literally cutting these space fucking looking jets in half like it's no big deal because they don't look like normal jets maybe it's just the way they were designed back then and then all the jets get destroyed and the military guys just like god damn it wasn't expecting that to happen and she's like ah, too bad yeah Gamera's not here because you know Gamera could pretty much, you know, deal with him. And he's like, I guess he's just uh, out healing his hand up. Now you're living in the ocean. And we cut to like this underwater scene where we see bubbles coming up and we just see Ichi yelling for Gamera to hear itself and come back soon, hopefully. And then we see Gamera underneath the water as the bubbles are coming out of every area. As we see his his forearm is like a green slimy, like a light blueish, almost green slime looking area. And it's just kind of gooing in the water. I'm sure that's not great for the other life forms that live in the water, but it doesn't look like there's anything around him at all. You know, a little bit of coral. But then he starts to, like, smoke as the hand's healing more, I guess. I don't know. We see Ichi, 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 waking up to the TV making weird sounds. But then there's also, like, this pot that's on an open flame, just burning away. And he's, you know, calling for his sister and his grandfather. And nobody's answering up at first. And then he, you know, finally finds where they are in the, the home. And they're looking out this window as they just see the horses all going crazy. And apparently, uh, Giles is coming out of the mountain again. And he's just like, I'm scared. Can I go back to sleep, please? And then, like, I'm not sure if it's his mother or his sister that's, like, confronting him, like, holding him because he's scared. And then we hear Giles screaming in the background. He's like, oh, crap, I'm scared. And then it's, like, the next day we see this, like, barn area just pretty much destroyed. Or maybe it's just, like part of a burn and then we find out it was actually supposed to be a cow farm and all the cows are gone so I wonder where they all went and of course the uh, owner of the farm is pretty pissed off because all his livestock's gone now so he's running with the shotgun just shooting at the mountain even though he doesn't see anything up there pretty much just saying you know I'm gonna kill you you know all you guys like a shotgun or a cheap little rifle that ain't gonna do shit 
to hurt Gaios rather than piss them off and, you know, come back to eat your future cows. But then we find out the cows actually aren't dead. Apparently they all ran away um, because the two road guys are asking, you know, for some food or something. And they're like, can I have some milk at least? Because, you know, no way in town to sell us anything. He's like, how am I supposed to sell you milk? All my cows are gone. Get off my damn land, all right? And he's pretty much getting pissed off with them, telling them to leave the land and never come back again. Let me see Ichi apparently playing with a toy, which this is a police car. But I didn't know if it was going to be an actual scene of a police car driving through just because, you know, it's Japanese movie and it's the 60s, so God knows. But apparently his grandfather is having a meeting with their town folks to try and figure out what's going on. And they're deciding if they should sell their land and get the cash and just clear out and move on to somewhere, you know, that doesn't have hopefully a Gaios or a Gamera in the area. That way they can go back to living a normal life and they just don't know what to do anymore because you know everything that's going on at this point in time and grandfather's like you know you guys can't show fear because if you guys show fear then the road company is going to be like you know we're going to give you less money for this property and in fact they're never going to be able to survive off of what they get and he's just like you know you guys get to be strong and not show any weakness at all and if we decide to sell the land then we'll go from there then we see Tsumi talking to his crew he's like what you guys are all leaving he's like yeah there's no work here and i'd rather not die by Gaios, so uh, once you get things figured out and under control, then we'll come back to work. And uh, Tsumi's like, well, yeah, once everything's figured out, we'll, we'll get you guys all back to work. And then we find out Tsumi's willing to stay at the road crew area because, you know, I'm not leaving until I get orders to leave because I'm going to stay here. This is my job, and I'm just going to, you know, stay here and see what happens and hopefully not die. And then out of the woods comes uh, Ichi. He scares uh, Tsumi and the two road crew people that are left with him. But once Ichi comes out of the bush, Tsumi just laughs it off. He's like, ah, it's just you, uh, little boy. That's when Ichi's mentioning that uh, Gaios apparently never comes out unless it's nighttime. Uh, he's a nocturnal animal. And then we cut to the scientists talking about it, discussing how they think Gaius is also a nocturnal animal as well. You know, bring it more to the fact that he's a bat creature than anything else. And then Tatsumi's there as well, talking about it, being like, you know, we can do whatever we want during the daytime then because nothing's going to happen because Gaius isn't going to come out. So we just have to be worried about at nighttime because that's when he's active again and that's when they also come up with the idea that they should turn on all the lights at night and hopefully that will confuse Giles into thinking that it's still daytime and then we see two of the road crew workers turning on a bunch of lights all over the area to try and keep Giles away from them that way they'll be safe and then as they're setting up the lights we also hear a, a blast going off and he gets all scared and they think it's Giles coming and then Tsumi's like just relax it's just a giant flare going off guys you don't have to freak out so much it's going to be okay okay guys just just chill down and then they're like yeah we knew it was a flare just uh keeping you on your feet that's all <laughs> we knew that it was a flare the whole time yeah it sure did then we see uh Tsumi and his other two road workers are all going to take shifts at night to try and stay awake and they they have a sleeping bag and a radio and they put the radio on and then the radio starts acting up making weird sounds and then they look into the the mountain area that's when they see the green lights starting to flash a little bit more and like oh, they're hugging each other holding each other you know trying to keep safe and whatnot a little bit scared but uh you know they're gonna they're gonna get through the night just fine i'm sure but then the radio starts acting up more and the actual lights start to flicker more as well while this gyos attack essentially is going on but then they hear the gyos scream and of course we find out all three of them actually fell asleep at the same time and then the other two are waking up inside the building looking out the window and that's when we see actual guys coming out of the, the mountain area and then they all run outside to get ready to set off a giant flare which looks kind of weird i guess but you know you make do with what you got and then uh the flare sets off uh the warning shots for all the 
the military to start firing off their tanks. We see the little miniature set set up. We see all these tanks shooting off, but it looks like they're shooting later because that's just how movies looked back then. And they're just literally blasting the crap out of Giles and hopefully going to take him down. But, you know, shocker, it's probably not going to do much other than piss him off because, you know, it's a kaiju movie. That's when we see Giles in full, like, bat form with his wings extended as kind of flapping. It kind of looked like to give like a, a wind attack pretty much like a whirlwind attack like a pokemon attack and then we see like pieces of the building flying out and then somehow we see one of the road workers like up in the air as if he's you know being pushed back by the wind attack we can just tell he's like in a harness or a rope attached to him just flying in the sky a little bit but then we see the tanks all starting to fly back and everything pretty much being destroyed because of the guile's wind wing attack even though it looks like uh Tsumi and the road crew are closer than the tanks are but they don't fly nearly back as far as the buildings don't get nearly as destroyed but you know it's, it is what it is we're not trying to be scientific or logical about this at all it's just a movie from the 60s and then we see them giving out a emergency warning because apparently Gallus is flying near the city now because uh that's gonna be bad because he's gonna start destroying everything like all the other kaijus do in the movies and we see uh Gallus flying over one of the cities not sure where but he's using his laser laser beam attack pretty much destroying all these various buildings and then we see like this bullet train coming through as a bunch of people are freaking out because like you know Gallus is pretty much flying right over those guys I'm a little bit scared and then we see like hydro lights all going off on top of like the or power lines I should say going all off on top of the tracks and then this like wind tunnel going through it and I think the train's stopping at this point in time because if it doesn't they're all going to die essentially and then he uses his laser attack but somehow just cuts off the the top of the the train all the way down and we just see everyone looking on scared shitless pretty much and then we just see him flying through buildings just destroying the set which I'm sure took a lot of time to set up because you know bad guiles bad but then he's pretty much like resting his wings on top of the the train as everyone runs off screaming as he's just pretty much shooting his lasers up everywhere and then he goes and grabs i think three little people that are running away and i guess you know they're gonna be a nice little snack and we just see him moving his teeth like munching on something like he just ate a couple people and then we just hear the uh report going on about how guys hates light so they turn on every stadium light that they can find essentially to try and hold him back yeah, but it doesn't seem like it's really working that well because we just see him flying around the city a little bit some more but he's not destroying anything at the moment he's kind of like avoiding everything but we see a bunch of people in the stadium because that's going to be the number one spot to hopefully keep everyone safe this is this big uh, baseball stadium as we just see guys like hovering above it just making circles the whole time really wanting to attack those people but he's like i don't like light it gives me a headache and then he flies off into the the fog and clouds and then we see this guy in a, a car driving as uh, the other guy in the back seat's like you know guys has to be close by we need to get a picture that be worth your fortune the guy's like i don't want to get that close he's probably miles away and then we see guys just blasting stuff and then the car gets split in half by one of the laser beams because it's just a funny it's just a funny looking scene to be honest with you and they like stop the car the other guy's in their half he's like okay i guess we'll stop the car and then we just see him the one guy jump into the the driving side of the car because somehow it still drives even though it was literally just cut in half and he's trying to take pictures as he's driving away i see gamera coming in in his like turtle form with the you know blue flames coming out of every orifice and hole as he's flying around and he kind of like goes at gyros and kind of like attacks him and gyros is getting all pissed off so he's flapping his wings a little bit more and then he comes in to do like a shell attack again and he pretty much misses gyros and then crashes into a building we see the building blow up but gamera's not done yet because he's come back for another uh <laughs> shell attack and we just see 
Giles and like a T pose just flying mid up in the air, avoiding it because there's not much mobility in the suit. And then we just see them flying at each other, trying to play like a game of chicken with one another to see who's going to take the hit and who's going to get their ass knocked out essentially. But then uh, Giles kind of just flies above Gamera and like hits a shell and shoots him down to the ground area or near the ground. And then we see Gamera just, you know, coming back up because he's. You know, it's the same scene all over again. Just them flying around, trying to chase each other down. Let me see a uh, guy was trying to get in some laser beam attacks on Gamera. And he's hit him a couple times, but it doesn't seem to be phasing him at all. And then we see, uh, we kind of see like Gamera attacking Gaios, but it's like Gaios is stuck underneath Gamera, even though Gamera's upside down. And then we see this like smoke or fumes coming out. And I'm not sure if it's supposed to be like a sleeping gas powder against Gaios or what's going on. It's a little bit confusing, not gonna lie. But then we see, next thing we see is uh, Gamera like falling out of the sky with no more blue smoke or f you know flames coming out of him. And then we just see Gaios, you know, V-lining down out of the sky towards him. And it just keeps cutting back and forth between the two of them. And then we see Gamera crash into the water. And then everyone on this military or naval ship fall overboard. And it's like, oh crap, why were we so close to him? But then we also see Gaios going down the water. And apparently he's like a cat. He doesn't really like water because he probably can't fly it. And he's like trying to fight out of it. But then we also see Gamera like grabbing onto his feet and trying to pull him down into the water by the looks of it. it it's not that great of a shot like the saturation and the color is very dark so it's hard to make out what's actually happening here or if it's just like a puppeteer trying to hold guys up in the sky but then we see that crew from the the boat all overboard watching and then we see gamera trying to pull guys down as it starts to lighten up a bit because now the sun rise is starting to come up and Gyros isn't happy because the the center of his head starts glowing red for some goddamn reason i'm not sure if that's a weakness and then we just see him getting you know more and more pissed off as his foot is pretty much stuck in Gamera's mouth as Gamera's trying to pull him down into the water as he's shooting laser beams just trying to get away as, as the scene starts getting brighter and brighter Gamera takes a few laser beams it right in the, the dome of the head and pretty much lets Gyros away to give Gyros enough time to pretty much fly away and hide back in the mountain as uh, Gamera's sitting in the water screaming at him because he's not done with this fight yet then we see these two guys just randomly walking around this waterfront uh, construction area. And then one guy's like, hey, look at that. And they start running down this ladder. And then we see, uh, I guess it's, it's kind of funny. It's two toes just sitting in the water. And they scream, it's like, this guy's toes and run away scared. And then they go get the guards and everything out. The police officer's like, come look, toes, toes just in the water, crazy. And then the guys are like, the toes have gotten smaller. They were bigger when we first found them. Because apparently that's important. And then we see the toes in this medical research center. And they're kind of like, I swear, the toes are five times bigger than when we first found them. And apparently they're uh, shrinking as the time goes by. And they want to see if there's something they can figure out in order to fight against Gaios. Maybe this will help them out in their the long run plan. And then we see Gaios inside of his green glowing cave. Because he's not, he doesn't like light, but he, he's got no problem with the green light. And then we just see a shot of his foot as he's like, ow i'm missing toes you meanie but then uh you know two more toes just start popping out because he apparently can uh, regrow his limbs i don't know bats can do that but you know it's japan so it's okay and now the scientists have the idea to do an ultraviolet test uh, in hopes that that will i guess weaken the toes i'm not sure what their game plan is at this point in time and moment of watching it 
Then as they're doing the ultraviolet test, they, they're watching from another room with the big window and stuff. And they just see the toes shrinking as the the ray is hitting the toes. Like, oh, wow, something's actually happening. It's working. And the scientists are like, well, if Gaius was uh, in the sun too long, then he would probably die then, right? Yes, he probably would die. Then we just kept back to Gaius regrowing his toes again because uh, we didn't just see that scene like two seconds ago. But it's fine. It is what it is. He's all happy. He's got his toes back. So he kicks some rocks and he drops a uh, slag tight or whatever. Slag might, whichever one it is that's from the ceiling onto his toe. He's like, oh, why did I just do that? Oh, and then he screams because he's in pain because those are two baby fresh toes that he just dropped whatever slag tight slag might on top of. Their one plan attack was to use like a giant projector to try and attack Gauss, and they're like, that's not going to work. It's not going to be mobile enough, so we're going to have to lure it out at night at some point in time and keep it outside in the sun until the sunlight comes up, and then keep it in the sunlight long enough for it to actually be affected and kill itself, essentially. And then Itchy comes running out. He's like, come here, beat Gauss, didn't he? Didn't he? He beat him, right? He beat him, right? And then the military guys are just looking at him like, Mm, I won't go that far yet, kid. And then Ishii mentioned that when he was on Gamera's back, Gamera flew straight the whole time and didn't do any spins. And then they mentioned that the way to immobilize Gaius is to spin him so much that he gets dizzy and doesn't know how to coordinate, which I don't know how they're going to do that, but, you know, it is what it is. So then they come up with an idea to build a pedestal to make it spin to uh, confuse Gaius enough. And then she's like, you know, I have to build one. There's one right out there. And they, they all look up and it's like, oh, okay, you want to use the spinning, like, hotel highland, like, music park piece? They're like, all right, whatever. It's already built, so might as well do it anyways. And apparently we cut to them having the pedestal fully reinforced. And they're going to lure Giles onto the pedestal somehow. Not sure how yet. But, you know, I'm sure they got it all under control, right? Then we see Tasumi lowering down this big giant metal dome. I'm not sure how, where they got it from or how they built it. But they're building around this, like, control panel area that they got. Because they had this big giant plan. This is their their mega massive plan. And I guess their main plan to lure him out is to make synthetic blood to lure him out. Because he likes the taste of human beings. So they're making, like, a giant bird bath on top of this uh, pedestal area to try and lure Gauss in. Which, I guess if it works, it works, right? Even though he's not a bird, he's a bat, but that's besides the point, right? But anyways, this dome area that they're building is actually, like, the main headquarters base that they're watching the pedestal from. And I'm not sure if it's going to have lights on top of it or not, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. And then, of course, the villagers come in and talk to Tsumi. He's like, you know what? We're not opposed to the road anymore. You know, let's just get it done in Norwith. But let's uh, deal with, uh, you know, Giles first. And to assume it's like, my hands are tied. I'm not actually buying the, the, the property. We'll deal with that once we're done. The main issue at hand, right, at this point in time, which is not buying your your land for build the road. We got to deal with Giles first. And then the grandfather's like, you know what? I told you guys, if you're going to show weakness, you know, they're just not going to buy the land. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. We told you what to do. And grandfather's like, you know, I'll handle the negotiations. Don't do anything else that's stupid. Because apparently they think Tsumi and the company is going to take the road a different area because of all the hassles that they've had in this area so far. Which would make sense. You know, you don't want Gaius or another monster coming back. Probably destroy the, the whole freeway and everything. And then we see back in the science lab, they've made a synthetic blood. It's just like human blood. And they're all excited because, you know, time to uh, lure a big giant bat creature into a a bloodbath and we see they're actually going to get ready to start this operation tonight because they want to get it done and over with which i can't blame and then we see uh military helicopters flying in the sky and they got like the synthetic blood i believe coming out kind of just looks like they're using pesticide or like a smoke cannon behind them but they fly over the uh, guy's 
mountain and then we see the green light starting to show up some more and uh they're aiming for the merry-go-round area to try and lure him into that spot because on top of the merry-go-round area we see this it almost looks like the the blood is coming out as a smoke. I don't understand. Uh, it should be liquid, but I guess the smell of it. But they're hoping that, you know, the smell of the blood and everything in there will bring Giles out. And we see the mountain starting to glow a little bit more. And then, of course, we hear Giles screaming and we see his head start to pop out of the mountain. So I think it's going to work. And the military and everyone that's sort of freaking out, it's like, oh, it's actually working. Giles is coming out. Get in the little dome thing that we made. Because that's going to keep us safe. Probably not. Anyways, Giles gets so excited by the smell of the blood that he's flying so fast that buildings are starting to break there around the area as he's flying right to the, you know, birdbath area, but he flies right past it. I'm not sure if he's just making like a big circle around as he's trying to, you know, scope out the area and make sure it's not a trap, but he's he's a blind bat anyway, so he's not going to notice the difference. He does a couple circles out the area and everyone's getting scared because they're not sure what's going to happen. Now we see Giles landing on the pedestal area and he's pretty much just inhaling the smell of the blood like a crackhead uh, but then we just see him drinking all the blood because apparently there's actual liquid inside there and so there's the smoke in the liquid there's like a combination so now that he's on it they're starting to spin the pedestal to try and confuse him to mess him up so he can't fly away in a you know a proper way and then we just see him still feeding on it as he's just spinning around in a circle just having a fun time looks like he's just out there you know having a blast that night and we see them speeding up the rotation and guys is kind of just like his head's just flying all over the spot like well the engine's supposed to hold up for two hours you know under the strain of the weight so hopefully it's only two hours or less than two hours for the sunlight to come up but then underneath the gyro or the uh cylinder thing we see electricity like issues things are starting to overheat certain sparks certain catch fire i don't know why that was so hard for me to mention but it's getting late at night at this point in time um so words don't make sense to me like always that's just the joys of my podcast but yeah we see the sun starting to come up as the pedestal still spinning around as gyros is still you know feasting on the blood and the smell but then his head's starting to grow glow red as he's starting to get weakened from the sunlight but he's like you know what there's too much good blood right here i can't leave just yet i i gotta make sure i get it all but this time as this is all happening they're starting to lose power on the pedestal area because it's all starting to break and all starting to overload due to the weight and everything that's happening so they're hoping that it'll hold out long enough to cause you know Gaius to you know die but they're assuming that at this point in time it's not going to last long enough and then we see outside the power lines are starting to spark and surges are starting to go all over the place and everything's pretty much starting to fall apart because of the weight of Gaius on top of this cylinder and then everything just stops and starts spinning and the the blood smoke start, stops coming out and then Gaius kind of falls off of the pedestal and crashes into like the power lines and then he's all pissed off because there's no more blood so then he's is beating up the building that has the pedestal on top of it because he's not happy because he's not being fed anymore because he's a brat then the military and scientist guys are all look on side like god damn it you know our, our plan was just a failure and then we see guys flying off back into the mountains to you know go restore his health because the sunlight's out now and then they give a broadcast i was like oh hope has failed because now our plan has failed so uh we're pretty much screwed guys and she's like, oh, if Gamera was here, it would have been fine. And then we see the villagers all riding in front of the old grandfather's house. He's like, we're never going to be able to sell our land now because we listen to you. Because they don't want to buy our land now, so now we're going to be poor forever. He's like, oh, how's that? What? No, go away. And then they're like, well, they're not going to build the freeway in lot more and he's like well a change like that's going to cost them millions so they're going to build a freeway so they're going to sell the 
they're gonna buy the land don't worry about it, guys just you know be reasonable with this you know they're just a little bit worried about guiles being in the mountain but we'll, we'll get it all figured out don't worry about it and ichi comes out and starts throwing toys at the villagers because you guys are all bad men for getting mad at my grandfather because you know they don't want to buy your land you guys are all being bullies and stuff and then we cut to uh, ichi inside the house they're drawing a picture of gamaris and the mom i think think it's like how how, how can we get a hold of gamaris like well we build a forest fire you know uh, Gaius doesn't like the light, and Gamera feeds off of the flames and the fire and whatnot, so we bring him in. And they, hmm, interesting plan. The grandfather's overhearing this, so he takes it to uh, Tsumi and mentions to him, he's like, well, what about Gaius putting out the fire? And he's like, we'll just keep burning stuff. We'll just keep burning stuff until it takes over Gaius. And, you know, Tsumi's like, you know, that's going to cost a lot of land damage and stuff. And he's like, I don't care. Let's just get rid of guiles altogether okay so they're like all right well you know it's probably our only hope at this point in time so let's try and start a big enough forest fire to hopefully get gamma into the area and then we see them just cutting right down to cutting a bunch of trees down to get uh you know a big enough fire started or area start for this fire we now see it's nighttime we see these jets flying over the where uh guys usually sleeps and they're setting up these like napalm missiles or something i don't know it's just these missiles that come out and then once they hit the ground everything goes up and flames which then upsets giles and wakes him up from his slumber and he starts screeching as he it looks like he's on fire or it might be just the area around him's on fire but then he apparently has like this green smoke that puts the fire out which you know looks like pea smoke but we're just gonna go with it anyways right he's like a built-in ex you know fire extinguisher and then we see the military continuing the fire attacks and guys still fighting it off of his yellow extinguisher pea smoke because i you know it looks like yellow smoke is it well it is yellow smoke and then she's like ah gamera and then we see gamera flying in as you know his turtle shell form with blue smoke coming out he's like aha see i told you gamera will come just like i told you the fire brings gamera let me see gamera and uh Gaios having a little standoff and then guy starts shooting his laser beams at gamera shell and uh gamera's not too happy about it nonetheless which is fair to understand you know this other monster is just shooting lasers at you before you even asking questions like then again you've seen him a, a couple times at least but then uh gamera decides to fight back with some flame foreign style breath which uh giles isn't happy about either but you know he deserves it because he's a jackass then gamera goes into his like flying turtle shell form and hits giles in the back and then he uh his back lights start to light up like he's doing like a speed boost as giles is now face down on the ground he's unable to get up at this point in time and he pretty much like lunges and jumps on the back of giles and then like starts biting at his wings to you know pretty much immobilize him guys gets away from gamera even though he looks like he's missing half his wing now at this point in time or a good chunk of his wing because it was stuck inside gamera's uh mouth but then guys pretty much just comes back at gamera you know shooting the laser beam and then gamera's got these new moves now because he's ducking every single laser shot that's coming at him i'm not sure where he learned these new moves but i guess he was watching some boxing matches by the looks of it but then, like, Gamera's tail gets hit, and it looks like it drops him, and then Gaius drops on top of him and picks him up by the shell and starts flying him through the sky as Gamera's now fully in the shell and literally drops him so that Gamera drops through the ground. And then he decides to pick him up to try and do it again because, you know, that wasn't enough. Let's do it in a, in another couple times to try and, you know, fully take him out of the battle. You know, it's just the same shot again, but they inverted the angle so now it's from the opposite direction and the third time gamera tries to uh, drop essentially gamera onto the little dome 
uh, building that the scientists and everyone's inside of. But he just crashes in front of the dome. And then we see Gamera getting pretty much laser shot in the face a couple times which isn't really uh making him too happy and then he starts digging around for some rocks and gamera literally grabs a rock and literally chucks it and hits giles right in the mouth to the point where giles is like oh i can't get it out of my mouth i'm gonna choke now which gives gamera enough time to turn into his laser or flame shell side and pretty much bump giles over pretty much bumping him face down and then uh, Gamera's climbing on top of him, pushing his face down into like the water by the looks of it, because they're like on the shore. And then Gamera just literally starts chomping on the back of Gaius's head and neck, and we see this pink blood liquid, strawberry milk coming out. <laughs> At this point, where uh, now Gamera now has like full neck inside and he's doing like a gator roll maybe of some sort it doesn't it doesn't make sense because now it looks like gaius is on top even though he's getting bit by the back but now the sunlight's starting to come up and gaius's head is starting to glow red but gamma's not letting go at all he's he's holding on for dear life essentially and now that the sun's coming up gamera's now back in his shell form and spinning around but yet still has a a hold on Gaius somehow I'm not sure how and then as the sun's coming up he's flying him closer to the top of the volcano which I'm not sure still how he has a hold of him because when he's in the shell form flying around his arms and everything are inside but apparently at this point in time his head's still sticking out somehow and then we see Gamera literally dragging Gaius up the side of the volcano by the back of his head as the sun's you know pretty much almost fully out at this point in time he's pretty much dragging him inside the volcano to pretty much you know die because he doesn't like light and stuff and then as they're falling into the volcano we just see one laser beam coming out and then it slowly starts to dim away and then the grandfather's like well i guess you guys are happy now uh Tasumi, you're able to uh progress on the the freeway and they're like yeah i guess we'll start it tomorrow like, oh okay no big deal we'll just get back to work tomorrow it's, it's fine everything's fine guys and then we see uh, Gamera flying out of the volcano, spinning around like a crazy motherfucker. As Ichi's like, thank you, come back again soon, goodbye, and the movie ends. Yep, that, that's in the movie. Like, there's some more to the movie, like, there's just some weird Japanese singing. Uh, I'm assuming it says the end. And then we just see Gamera flying around upside down with his blue moves. And then we see him breathing fire a couple times, consuming some fire, uh, fighting other monsters that aren't even in this movie they were in the movies prior to this one but that's about it but uh nonetheless i enjoy this movie i think it's fun i think it's silly <laughs> i think it's really silly to be honest with you um but on the rotten scale of 10 i would give this one a 5.5 out of 10 i think it's fun uh gaios isn't my f one my top kaiju and uh gamma's not bad uh, I, th I think I like Gamera a little bit more than Mothra, maybe. I don't know, I'd have to really think about that. But definitely a fun movie, and you can watch it on YouTube for free, so definitely go check it out. Which brings us to our movie we should pick to watch for next week, which I think might be the last one for the Kaiju series, which because it's going to be the first movie of the next month. I don't know. We'll see. I might do another one after that. I don't I don't know yet. But we're going to watch. So we're watching a movie that I'm going to be pretty excited to watch. Um, it's Ultraman Great. The Battle for Earth from 1990. Um, I love Ultraman. I love uh, Kamen Riders. I love Power Rangers, Super Sentai, all that kind of fun stuff. Giver and whatnot. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to doing Ultraman. So maybe I'll do uh, two episodes. Maybe we'll see. Uh, because I like Ultraman a lot. Maybe I'll fit in some Power Ranger episodes. I don't know. That could be a fun little fun little episode, like bonus episode kind of thing. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, though. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. 
Uh, but yeah, that's what we're going to do for next week. Ultraman, great. The Battle for Earth. So definitely check that out. You can also watch that free on YouTube. It's an hour and 35 minutes almost. So uh, definitely recommend checking that out. But enough of that. As always, make sure to check out the outro band, Toronto-based horror band, Blood Opera. Their links will be down below in the description. Uh, you can find them on Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Facebook, pretty much everything in there everywhere uh definitely check out me on all social medias at type sign that's instagram facebook tiktok twitter uh youtube being the main thing that we're pushing a lot here uh as you guys already know because i talked about it at the beginning of the podcast so definitely go check that out as well i would appreciate seeing you guys all on the youtube channel i see it growing and i see the podcast growing and i appreciate it very very much thank you guys for hanging out and if you listen to this uh long um i don't know what's wrong with you guys i really don't know it's been all over an hour of me recording i don't know what's gonna be like editing wise but it was an hour of me chatting and talking during this movie. Um, so yeah, I will talk to you guys all later. Peace! I am a whisper in a glass room, no writing on the wall. What blood for, if not for Yeah.